Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. Now, we're not only going to look at one book in the Bible, but a number of books as we study about angels and prophecy. That's the five-part audio series on CD that we're going to listen to a portion of, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy so you can study about angels. Angels played a key role in the first coming of Jesus Christ, and they will play a key role in his second coming. In fact, the most used word in the book of Revelation is angel or angels. We'll talk more about that in a few moments. But right now, let's take a moment and listen to the second portion of this five-part audio series about angels, angels, and the family. And so what I'm saying to you, for Satan to continue his strategy, strategy plan number two, is to now contaminate. He wanted to control, but now he's going to contaminate the bloodline from Adam to Messiah so that there will be a satanic strand in there. And so he allows angels, the sons of God, to have a sexual intercourse with women, the daughters of men, and they produce an offspring, some of them giants, men of old and renown. You say, hold it just a minute, man. Don't you know that angels, and I didn't really talk a whole lot about every aspect, this is not the ultimate study on angels. We don't have enough time to develop everything, but angels are a spirit, Jimmy. Don't you know that? Yes, I know that. Angels don't have human bodies. Don't you know that? No, I don't know that. In case you're wondering where I come up with that conclusion, look at Genesis chapter 19. <laughs> I had studied the word just a little bit before I got up to speak. Genesis chapter 19. It's the narrative of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. Look what it says. And there came two angels. Everybody underline that, please. To Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. By the way, whoever they were, they were visible. Lot sitting in the gate of the city of Sodom saw him, and he rose up to greet them. <laughs> and in fact, he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, it says. And he said, verse 2, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and I will, oh, look here, wash your feet. Hmm. Angels at least have feet. They may not have a whole body. But they got feet. Oh, well, look down here. Uh, and verse 10, I want to show you they have some other part of the body. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot. Oh, now angels have feet and hands. We're doing pretty good. Oh, by the way, look at verse 3. And he pressed upon them, these two angels, greatly, and they turned in unto him, and they entered into his house, and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. Angels have physical bodies, if that's what they want to take on. If the commander-in-chief of the evil angels decides he wants them to have a physical body, he wants them to infiltrate mankind, put on a body's form. Take on a body. 
And so the problem of angels being spirits and not having physical body, bodies, that's negated. You say, wait one minute, man, we got you now. How about what Jesus said to the Sadducees when they were asking him about a wife who married the first brother, he died, no children, married the second brother, he died, no, all the way through seven brothers. Now, whose wife is she going to be when they get to heaven? Well, let's turn over and see what that says. It's Mark chapter 12 and verse 25, just in case you're wondering. It's in several locations, but I'll look at Mark chapter 12, verse 25 with you. Mark 12, 25, Jesus is, in, you know, talking and answering, responding to the Sadducees, and they think they have him in a bind, you know. They don't know what he's going to say. Look at verse 25. Here's his response. Well, look at verse uh, 24 first. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the Scriptures, neither the power of God? Verse 25, For when they shall rise from the dead, when resurrection takes place, after their death, into eternity future, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels. <laughs> we got you, Jimmy. Now it says right here in the Scriptures that angels don't marry. No, no, that's not all it said. Uh, let's read it again. For when they shall arise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels which are in heaven. Now, wait a minute. Did it just tell, did, was Jesus just talking about a woman who had a relationship with the first brother? They had no children. They had a relationship. That's why he said they had no children. And then the second brother and the third, all the seven brothers? You don't use this scripture verse to negate man and woman having a sexual relationship on earth, do you? This verse is saying man and woman don't have relationship in heaven. And that's all it's saying about angels. They don't have relationship in heaven. There's no sexual relationship between angels or man and women in heaven. No sexual relationship at all up there. On earth, men and women have a sexual relationship. On earth, angels, the sons of God, and women, the daughters of men, can have a sexual relationship. You're still looking a little puzzled. Let me, let me give you some reasons why I also believe this. Let's continue on. Look over at the book of Jude just for a second. We're coming back to Genesis chapter 6. Don't go away, but look over to Jude. You know where Jude is. Next to the last book in the Bible. Revelation. Let me show you something very interesting in, in Jude. The little book of Jude. There's a statement that is going to be given... And it's going to help us confirm my understanding and my teaching on Genesis chapter 6. Verse 6, Jude, verse 6. And the angels was kept not their first estate, what was that? Third heaven, presence of God. But left their own habitation. What's their habitation now? First heaven, just above the earth here, where they can be dispatched by Satan to the earth. He hath reserved in everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now there's a group of evil angels. We're going to have to divide the evil angels into two parts. The evil are the fallen free angels and the fallen 
confounded angels are the ones that have been restricted to a place. Look what it says. They have been reserved in everlasting chains and the darkness until the judgment of the great day. On the last time of our study, we'll look at that judgment when it takes place. I'll tell you, it's Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 11. That's where it takes place. That's where they're cast on lake and fire forever and ever and ever. They're totally rendered inoperative there. But they're reserved until that day, until that great judgment day. There's a group of fallen angels, not the ones that can come down, but the group of fallen angels that left their first estate, third heaven, present habitation, first heaven, and are reserved unto judgment. Look at verse 7. Even, and, and this is now giving explanation to verse 6, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner. In like manner to what? In like manner to what the angels did. Well, what did they do? In like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Angels, like what happened at Sodom and Gomorrah, give themselves over to fornication. What does fornication mean? It means any sexual relationship that God would not approve of. In marriage or out of marriage, doesn't only it consist... By the way, if you want to argue with me, well, it's adultery when it's in marriage. No, well, okay, you want to be technical, that probably could be right. But fornication... Were angels to have relationships with women on earth? No. So it was a sexual relationship that God did not approve of. We wouldn't approve of a married couple interacting with another. This was, they were going to be cast down into a place where they would, look what it says in 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 2. Now this is the third finger. You're okay. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down into hell, the abyss, the deepest abyss of all of hell, Tartarus is the Greek word used here. It's the only time that's used in the scriptures. It is the abyss. It is a, uh, it is a corollary or a parallel to the bottomless pit where Satan is going to be uh, cast into for a thousand years, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1, 2, and 3. Also, the place in Revelation chapter 8 that the smoke opens up of and they come up out of the abyss. Revelation chapter 11, when the two witnesses are preaching, out of the bottomless pit comes Satan. Where was it when those demon-possessed men at Gadara came? And the demons cried out, Don't send us to the abyss, Jesus. In the synagogue at Capernaum, ready, gets ready to cast out the demons. What do they say? Thou art the Son of God. Even the evil angels recognize who he is. They gave testimony of it. But don't cast us into the abyss. He says those angels are cast into the abyss. Why were they put there? Because... Jude 6 and 7, they had a sexual relationship. The sons of God angels. Satan's number two plan. To infiltrate the bloodline from Adam to Messiah. Satan says, I can stop him. I can stop him. It's easy. All I have to do 
is infiltrate the bloodline with satanic, demonic blood. Our existence, our spirit, and it's over. And God said, you won't. And he took those angels and he cast them into the abyss, the Tartarus, the bottomless pit. He said, you're there. And I'm going to keep you there to the day of judgment. And so now you got fallen angels in the abyss. you got fallen angels in the first heaven. And his plan fails. Oh, by the way, look back at Genesis chapter 3 just for a second. I mean, chapter 6. Let me show you something really interesting in Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. You ever wonder why the flood? I mean, you know, it says, uh, well, they were living and marrying and drinking and as in the days of Noah, so shall be in the coming of the Son of Man. That's an interesting phrase. As it was in the days of Noah, what were they doing? Angels were having sex with men. With women, excuse me. Angels were having sex with women. At least we know that. By the way, the perverts, the queers, I don't like to use those sweet-sounding terms. The sodomites! Over there wanted to have relation in chapter 19 with those two men that showed up. See. And ever wonder why? I mean, if it's like it was in the times of Noah, maybe. Don't you dare go out of here and say I'm saying an absolute statement. Maybe. We'll study the last day. Maybe. Some of those aliens from outer space where we have documented people being snatched some of the most prestigious people I'm not don't you dare go out here and say Jimmy Young said this is absolute I'm just throwing into your computer something to think about thanks a lot for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us as we studied the subject of angels and prophecy you know Satan is going to use evil angels in the end times to invade this earth. It will be like UFOs coming as aliens out of outer space. Well, that's what the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 9. In this study of angels and prophecy, we get into that particular study. This five-part audio series on CD Angels and Prophecy is available. You can call our toll-free number and order it that way, 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from all across America. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and order your copy of this five-part audio series on CD, Angels and Prophecy. The address on our website is www.prophecytoday.com. This is Jimmy DeYoung thanking you for joining us for our study of angels and prophecy as we've taken a moment to take a look at the book. And you know everything that was taught in this study today is evidence that Jesus Christ could shout, the archangel could shout, and the trump of God could sound at any moment and call us up to be with him. That's the rapture. Are you ready for the rapture? I indeed pray that you are ready in light of all that's unfolding in our world today. And by the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...